Welcome to Real Estate Business Explained. On this show, we share insights to what it really looks like to build a real estate business from the inside, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm Sean, and as a coach and trainer, over the past 15 years, I've seen it all, and I wanna share what I've learned with you. So whether you're just getting started or you've already got a lot going on and you're just looking for something new, I'm confident there's gonna be something here for you. Let's get into it. Hey, I'm Sean Provencher, and welcome to today's episode. Today we were going to explore personal habits. We're going to talk a little bit about how, why they're important, how they affect you, and most importantly, how you can make changes in your habits to better your life and grow your business. So I'm excited about this. It's something that I am passionate about. It's something that I've been fascinated with and studied for a long time. And with that, let's dig in. So why are habits so important? You know, one thing that I think all of us know is if you've ever studied um, personal development gurus, or if you've ever been in coaching, or if you've ever walked through an aisle in a bookstore and looked at the books in the self-help section, which, by the way, I hate the name of that section. It should be self-mastery, not self-help or, or personal development something. God, they need to change that. But what we know is that unanimously habits are something that everyone agrees better your life, right? So what is it that's so important about them? Well, to me, I look at it and I think that a big part of that is just that habits are what makes you who you are. They're what make you who you are. And one of my favorite books on personal habits is a book by James Clear. It's called Atomic Habits. It's not the topic of today. Um, but he has a great analogy in it. He says that people were studied when they were quitting smoking. And in the, the participants that they studied, they found that you could categorize them into two groups. All of them had quit smoking. But some of them, when asked about smoking, said that they quit. Whereas other ones said that they weren't a smoker. And what was fascinating is that the people who used the, 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 the phrase, I quit smoking had a much higher likelihood of relapsing. Most of them ended up going back to smoking. Whereas the people who said, I'm not a smoker, most of the time they made it through. They don't, they continued forward and they never smoked again. And the difference between the two is that the second group had gone through a shift in what their identity was. It wasn't that they quit smoking, but they still underneath it were still a smoker. They still loved to smoke and they enjoyed that. The difference was that they actually looked at themselves as no longer being a person who did that. It's the difference between saying, I'm, I'm trying to work out more and I'm an athlete. So I think one of the powerful things, if you're trying to implement the power of habit in your life and, and you wanna make it more part of who you are, well, acknowledge that those two things go hand in hand. The more that you do it, the more it becomes part of your life and the more that it becomes part of your life, the more that it shapes your identity. So the interesting thing about this is that habits are what make you who you are, okay? So if habits are what make us, are, make us what we are, then what about the choices that we make? And I like to think that the decisions you make are what allow you to change who you're making yourself. So in your personal habits, if you're struggling, you're not getting to something every day, or you know it just doesn't seem to always make it to the top of the priority list, well, those are the decisions and decisions are what allow you to change who you're making yourself. So if we know that they're important, we know that they have the power to shape who we are and what we get from our lives, then how do we change them? Well, one of my favorite concepts is actually an unlikely source. It comes from a comedian, Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld is one of the most 
famous comedians of all time. And he was asked once in an interview how he got so great at writing jokes. He said, oh, well, it's actually really simple. Early in my career, I made a personal commitment. He said, I made a personal commitment that no matter what, every single day I would write jokes. Now, understand that those jokes weren't great every day. It's not like every single day he was just absolutely writing the best jokes ever written. In fact, it was, it was actually the opposite. He said that most days the jokes were terrible. But the point was that he worked at it every day. And his system was really simple. He didn't need to write good jokes. He didn't need to write a lot of jokes. He didn't need to spend a lot of time doing it. All he needed to do was make sure that he did it every day because he his theory was that if he did it every day, then he'd get better. He'd have a lot of material to, to work from and to work through and choose from. And I think we all can agree that, you know, whether or not he's your style or your cup of tea, Jerry Seinfeld is a massively successful comedian. And to make his system work, all that he did, and this is what I love, the simplicity behind the whole thing, all that he did was he X'd off days on a calendar. And his rule was that if he wrote jokes that day, he got to cross the day off. And his whole goal, his whole purpose, and his whole commitment was that he wouldn't break the chain. He had a chain of X's on his calendar. And the beauty is in the simplicity, I think, but it's also something that grows with time. Because if you think about it, if you're crossing off days on a calendar, well, if you get a day in and you miss a day, who cares? But if you get 30 days in and then you miss a day, it's gonna take a month to get back where you were. And I don't know about you, but I don't wanna lose a month of progress. So I love the, the system for how simple it is because it's something that I think anyone can implement. So if we know that we want to change our habits, we know that we want to better ourselves, improve our lives, whatever. Well, where do you get started? And this is a business podcast, right? So this is a business podcast. I'm sure you're thinking the next thing Sean is going to say is uh, lead generation, skill building, writing more deals, talking to more people. And it's actually the opposite because what I've found is that some of the most impactful things that I've changed in my life had nothing to do with my business. It had to do with me taking better care of myself. Because here's the thing, if you take better care of yourself, you show up better in every other aspect of your life, including your business. So imagine um, you, you're gonna change one thing for yourself. Tony Robbins says you're gonna change anything, start by changing your, your, your body first. And um, this isn't like a, you know, let's get sexy and, you know, prance around thing. It's, it's more an energy thing from my perspective. So I, I look at it as what can I do every day that are little things, little commitments, little habits, little things that I follow through on. It doesn't need to be huge, but what are little things that I can do every day that feed my energy, feed my soul, feed my mind, make me feel stronger, more powerful, more energized, and more focused so that every single day I'm getting just a little bit better. Don't you think if you did that in your life, all the other stuff would just start showing up? If every single day you were getting a little bit better, stronger, smarter, faster, wealthier, and, and it doesn't need to be in a, a dollars and cents sense. It could also just be that you are growing wealthier in relationships and connections. What if you just made a commitment that you'd, you'd always be improving yourself? So if you're gonna improve one thing, start with your body, okay? Well, what does that look like? 
Well, first of all, I think a lot of us have heard that you don't lose weight in the gym, you lose weight in the kitchen. And I'll just say this, you know what? Dieting sounds really negative. And I, it's another term that I think kind of sucks. And frankly, I don't like it. The, the reality is that I'm, I'm not on a diet. I've changed the way that I eat, right? It's the same kind of mentality thing as when you look at people saying that um, I quit smoking or I'm not a smoker. I enjoy eating healthy. Think about the, the food that you put into your body. There are all kinds of delicious, vibrant, fresh, and, and satisfying foods you can eat that won't weigh you down, that will give you energy, that are frankly just a pleasure to enjoy eating and they make you feel so good. So, I mean, diet is one of the simple things to make a change in. And I, I hear you, you're on the road all the time. You, you can't always know where you're gonna be or what's gonna be coming up and I get that. And at the same time, there are all kinds of little things that you could do to prep. There, there are places and more particularly cuisines that you can eat that like are, are gonna be delicious that are available fast food. So that there are solutions to this, but finding things that make you feel good, that are delicious and or you can find on the go or you prepare in advance, are it's just, it's just a great way to get started because no matter how hard you work out, you will not be able to out-exercise a bad diet. You just can't outrun it. It's like running a business, the analogy in business, it's like running a business that you don't manage your expenses in. You could have billions of dollars coming in the top line of revenue and you could be bankrupt. And we've seen that in reality, like Enron, for example. Okay. So there's your diet. And then of course, with feeling better and having more energy and, and being more present and alert, the next obvious thing that we talk about is exercise. And this is something that a lot of people, they tend to go from zero to hero on and it's not healthy and it's not the, it, it's, it's just not going to work. Like if you go from doing nothing in terms of exercise to trying to work out every single day for an hour and a half, you're going to feel like garbage. It's not going to be fun. And you're definitely, definitely going to burn out. So with exercise, I think a lot of people underestimate how small they can start. Walking for half an hour to an hour a day at a good pace is exercise. In fact, um, your body burns more fat when it's in an aerobic heart rate than, and I'm going to screw this up if there's any exercise people listening to this, I apologize in, in advance, but actually uh, um, a moderate a moderate heart rate is actually better at burning fat than a high heart rate. So um, a slow run or a fast walk is often better for actually dropping weight than going really hard on something. It's totally counterintuitive, but it's absolutely true. And if you're getting into something that's new, why not start small, make it something approachable and then build up from there. It goes from being something that's really challenging to being something that's really pleasurable if you do it at the right pace, okay? Um, here's one that people often completely look past and it makes a huge, huge difference. It's your circadian rhythm. Your circadian rhythm is the rhythm by which you, you rest each night you rise each morning and you eat. So are you consistent in the time that you go to bed and get up every morning? And I know sometimes you write offers late at night. I'm not saying you have to do the exact same things every single day, but try this for a couple weeks. 
Try going to bed and getting up at the same time for two weeks. You want to put it into overdrive. Here's a crazy idea. Get seven or eight hours of sleep, preferably eight. Honestly, you will not believe the amount of energy that you have. I swear, it's absolutely crazy. Another thing that a lot of people do is they eat a lot of food throughout the entire day and food weighs you down, it's heavy. It takes a lot of energy to process the food that we eat. Personally, I, I don't eat until mid late afternoon and it's really helped me create an abundance of energy. And so try experimenting with different times and fasting and stuff like that. Um, it, it is remarkable how much energy you can have if you allow yourself to, to experiment. And when you eat something, reflect on how it makes you feel. Like eat a, eat a meal and wait an hour. Do you feel weighed down? Well, take note of that, okay? The last one in personal energy is, is mindfulness and giving yourself space to let your mind rest and relax. And of course, I'm talking about a million different ways that you can approach this, but it, it boils down to meditation and just taking time every day to be with yourself, to let your mind at ease, to reflect and be conscious of your feelings, your environment and your mind. Again, this is something that so many people just kind of breeze past. And if you take even just three minutes or five minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes and just allow your mind to rest on a daily basis, you're gonna show up more engaged in everything else that you're doing. So help yourself, help yourself. Okay, I apologize. I know a lot of people are like, geez, Louise, Sean, this is supposed to be a podcast about real estate and business success. That was a lot. And I feel you, but I'm not sorry because your business will thank you if you make it a priority to take care of yourself. If you don't take care of your body, you truly have nowhere to live. I don't care how much money you have. You cannot, you can't outlive bad habits in your health, okay? So let's talk about business. Well, where do we wanna set habits? If it was me, I would wanna look at the things that would drive me towards success. Okay, so what, what would that look like? First off, daily activities. If you in your, your business wanna drive growth, I mean, the obvious first step would be to look at activities that push new clients to you. So we talk a lot about the areas of mastery in real estate. And what I found is that there's really just, you know, three or four things that really will drive results. And if you do these things every single day consistently, everything else is just kind of show up. So I, I like to call it the, the four drivers of excellence. And the first one is skill building. So make a daily practice that you do something to grow your skill set um, or learn something. I, so it doesn't have to be skill set every single day. It could be that you're learning a new uh, model to implement. You're expanding your knowledge. So skill building mostly is going to revolve around dialogues, scripts and dialogues in real estate. Sorry, but it's just the truth. If you get better at communicating with people, you will write more deals. The way that you communicate with people is going to be a big determiner in whether or not they're comfortable with you, obviously. And what this means is that communication is our craft. Communication is our craft. So if communication, if communication is our craft, well, 
why wouldn't we want to be the best that we possibly could be at our craft? So rehearse every day. And again, this doesn't need to be a huge thing. It could be five minutes, 20 minutes. Doesn't need to be huge. The time that you invest in building your skills is way smaller than the amount of time you spend using your skills. So if 20 minutes can make you that much more productive in the time that you invest actually going out and driving your business, why wouldn't you invest that time? It's not a small difference either. I can share with you because I coach new agents all the time. I've got hundreds of them right now in my coaching programs and new agents who go out and let's say door knock, let's say they speak to a hundred people door knocking and they just wing it. They don't have a script. They don't have the right questions. They haven't rehearsed out of a hundred conversations. The average person will end up with one to two people that agree to be followed up with that might move in the next few years. And so you could call that a one or 2% conversion rate. I can share with you me, my team, my dialogues, my questions, I get between four and eight people in any neighborhood that are considering a move in the next few years that would give me their information, go in my database and agree to be followed up with. So right there, I've multiplied my results by as much as eight times. The cool thing is when you build your skills, it doesn't stop at the door. Out of those eight people, more of them are going to book an appointment with me. More of them are going to choose to list their home with me. More of them are going to negotiate well, show up ready to close. And so at every point you get exponential growth. Okay. So build your skills on a daily basis. The second one is lead generation. If you aren't making it a priority that every single day you have a habit where you're driving your business forward and bringing more opportunities around yourself, what's going to end up happening is your business isn't going to thrive. It's not going to grow. And worst you're going to be in a position where you're choosing to work with clients who are less desirable or less in alignment with you because you don't have enough clients to choose from. So help yourself, help yourself. Just prioritize that you make a habit in your business that every day, no matter what you put new leads and new opportunities in front of yourself. Now, a lot of the time people will get hell bent on lead generation. I did this. I spent like a six months to a year door knocking every single day of the week. But what I was doing is I was getting so so focused and so purposeful about lead generation that I forgot I need to call these people back and convert them. Most of the people that you meet today aren't going to list with you today. They're going to list with you at some point in the future. So the third area of the, the third driver of excellence is lead follow up. We got to make sure that you're actually following up with people because you could have all the leads in the world, but if you're not reminding them to, to be in business with you, if you're not bringing value to them, they're just going to end up somewhere else. It's not their job to think of us. It's our job to stay in contact, to bring value, to remain in communication and make sure that we're there when they're at the finish line. That's our job. We got to do that. Okay. And then the last one is business mastery. And business mastery encompasses a lot, but really what it comes down to is making sure that you have a habit. And this doesn't need to be a daily habit, by the way. You need to have a habit in place where every, every week at the very least, you're doing something to better your business. You're bettering your standards. You're bettering your communication. You're bettering your systems. You're teaching and learning and training and developing the way that you interact with your business and the people inside of it. Because if you don't constantly evolve that, well, you're never going to be the best you can be. And if you want to have people around you, they're, they're going to fall out of touch with you because they're not going to have a bigger direction to move with you. So always make sure that you are developing and mastering the way that you, you build your business. And this is a habit as well. It's a habit where you need to start 
purposefully doing a little bit. And then over time, it becomes a passion. Over time, you move from, from feeling like it's work to feeling like it's a celebration. I'm going to share a story. I, I had a time in my business where we weren't watching our expenses and we had amazing top line revenue, millions of dollars. And yet we were netting almost nothing, less than 10%. And what happened coming out of that was we got hyper-focused on financing. Just like going to the gym, it was really, really painful looking at our finances when we first started because it, they, they weren't a very happy site. We had a lot to cut. We had a lot to clean up. We had a lot that we needed to refocus on and get purposeful about. So it was really painful in the beginning. And it was, it was challenging. Just like, you know, if you went to the gym an hour and a half or two hours every day and you hadn't worked out in years, it's going to be painful. You're going to be sore when you leave the gym. It, I was sore. Trust me. I would look at these numbers. And I'd be like, oh my God, how did I screw this up so bad? And yet what happened was the meetings got easier. We grew stronger. Our models, our systems, our tools got stronger. And over time, it went from being a meeting that I absolutely dreaded. And we were doing it every single week. I dreaded it. Over time, it went from being something that I dreaded to something that I, I looked forward to. And it was a celebration when I finished. So how can you take something that's painful and start small? I didn't start small. I didn't have that luxury in that case. I had to dive in and fix things because we, we didn't realize how bad it was until we got looking at it. But how can you start small and then over time build a new muscle and build that muscle up to the point that you take something that was your weakness and turn it into an absolute strength? What's amazing is that you'll find you go through your business like this and you take things that were a weakness and you turn them into a strength. And through building businesses, I can tell you that usually uh, the, to build a really strong business, this is something that you do in, on a recurring basis. You do this again and again and again. And what happens is you take all the weak points of your, your business and you turn them into strong points. And it's just a constant, never-ending cycle of improvement. A lot of the time, the way that you'll see this happen in a real estate business is in the pipeline from top to bottom. So you'll start out by not having any leads. So you master lead generation. You get really good at that. And then like me, you learn that the next thing you need to do is make sure you're following up with people so you're converting them. Because it's great to do all that work, but if you're not bringing any money in because you forget about people, then that's a huge waste. So the next thing that you build systems and tools and processes and skills around is follow-up. And it's a habit, right? And beyond follow-up, well, what's next? Well, you develop your skills surrounding the appointment. You get better habits. You get better mindset. You get you, you grow your skills. You have a better process. So you end up moving through your business layer by layer and improving everything one at a time, okay? So let's say you want to change your habits. You want to get better. Well, what do you do? What are, what are the steps? First of all, the first thing I'm going to say is choose just one thing, right? Don't don't go and try to change everything at once, right? You think about people who um, listen to this and they might say, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to build new systems for my lead generation, lead follow-up, and I'm going to get better habits. I'm going to structure my time. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. No, just choose one thing. What's the one thing that would have the biggest effect on your life right now? I said, you know, start with your body, maybe. Start by improving your health, your energy. It doesn't have to be that. It could be anything. If not that, what's the one thing? What, 
what one area in your business could you make a change that would have a huge impact for you, okay? So choose just one thing, not many. We're gonna start small, okay? This is a process, not an event, okay? So don't worry, you can add them in later, but just focus on one thing. And actually the second step is to start small. Don't feel like you completely need to change everything in the way that you approach this at once. It could be that you make a couple small um, adjustments to the way that you interact with your lead generation. It could be that you you start a little earlier. It could be that you get out and do at least X every day. So start small. Don't start with 100 contacts a day. Maybe just start with 10. Maybe start with 20, okay? We talk about exercise and in Atomic Habits, he tells one of the stories where someone wanted to start running and they tried to run like 5K their first time and they blew out all their muscles and they were in pain. And they said, this isn't for me, this is, this is crap. I, I don't like it, it's bullshit. So what they did was they quit. And then they were unhealthy, so they knew they needed to try again. And what they did instead, they, they were coached. And the coach just said, all you need to do every day is put on your running shoes and get out the front door. You decide how far you go after that. So they went out and they got out the door and they're like, well, this is stupid. I'm going to do something more than get out the door because I got my shoes on. So they went, you know, around the block. And then after that, they went around the block, but they ran a little bit. And over time, this person turned into a marathon runner. You can become a marathon runner, but you're not going to start by running a marathon every day. Just get your shoes on and get out the door. Okay. And then the last part is don't break the chain. Part of the reason that we want to make this easy is because we want it to be something that you actually do every day. Again, the habit is the thing that's going to change you, not the actual distance that you run every day. So just make sure no matter what that you don't miss a day. And if you do, it doesn't matter. The point is that you're holding yourself accountable. So if you go 60 days and then one day you're sick, you forget whatever your, your, your dog barfs on the couch and you get caught up in cleaning and you forget to put your shoes on, it doesn't matter. Just stay on the chain, keep moving forward. Because overall, it's not gonna change anything. What's gonna change something is you being purposeful and having a habit around it. So I hope that, I, I hope that you choose something that you can implement. That's just simple. That might make a big difference for you. Choose something fun. Choose something that's going to uh, create energy in other parts of your life. And above all else, don't break the chain. Take a minute, share a comment or a question if, if you want to dig deeper on this or if you have questions about how we can support you in your coaching. We always leave a link to register and reach out to us. We love connecting with new people to brainstorm ways that we can help you grow your business, improve your, your team, or, or advance your brokerage. And I'm grateful that you took the time to listen, and I'm looking forward to sharing the next one. Have an awesome day.